Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan, and I'm working at... An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnell, Julie Hayden here in a post-Super Bowl Monday. Uh, brought to you by americacitizenpress.com, Denver Cynogenics with Dr. Julie McKellen. Hey, want to say happy Valentine's Day to everybody? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, happy Valentine's Day. Um, hey, and welcome to everybody on Zoom. Want to remind everybody, too, you can always join us on Zoom. I usually put the link on our Facebook page. Um, also, if you want to just click and listen live, you can go to chuckandjulie.com, and that'll take you right to the BBS website. Um, but you can only do that at 3 o'clock live. A lot to talk about today. We want to talk about your event. Want to t- talk about the, the Super Bowl, and then of course the latest bombshell, which really are bombshells from in the Spygate thing. But now if you listen to the mainstream media, well, they aren't even covering it. <laughs> no, it, it, it goes into the same little dumpster file as a Hunter Biden laptop, right. as the Wuhan lab leak, <laughs> as the masks work don't work. I mean, right now, guys, here's this is just what I'm going to do. Anytime the mainstream media, the corporate media, tell us something anymore that it's a lie, it can, it's a conspiracy theory thing. Yeah, you might as well buy stock on it because it's going to be proven to be true in a matter of months Weeks. so yeah <laughs> why right. don't you fill folks in i see barney's there if he wants to maybe yeah why don't you come on on barney open uh your, your uh, microphone your mic if you'd like or both fiction thing but we had a event on friday i think everybody knows we we did it uh fundraiser live. fundraiser up at the donovan castle huge success for the opt-out for the opt-out lawsuit opt-out with john lawsuit. with we john hope, eastman we, we hope to raise over forty thousand for conservative grassroots That's events like, is a lot of yeah um it's it's an enormous amount um but it was just great it was just great we had a packed packed one even though it was snowing and, and driving back home was was an adventure hell oh, man it was crashing <laughs> and everything else but uh still got a full house and barney if you're there do you want to weigh in did you have a good time barney attended yeah i did i i wasn't gonna i always let you guys ramble on first before i usually pipe up unless you can I really pipe up because we're gonna go on to a different topic here pretty quick so feel okay free well to no i well, first off, Chuck, I've got to wait till the seventh to give you my five hundred dollar donation. Okay. Um, I just uh, and I will. I'll, I'll smack you with that. Um, now, I you know what happened, and I, I I guess I was a little uncomfortable for Lori. Um, I think she's a good woman, a good person. Um, but you, you know, I don't know. I you know I'm going to run my mouth, and so <laughs> if you don't want me to run my mouth, don't invite me. But I do love Mike. <laughs> I love the guy. He's been on your show. Yes, Mike Donovan. He's a funny, you know, son of a gun. Um, But, you know, sometimes, look at, I get it wrong. I know sometimes Chuck probably wants to reach through the screen and wring my neck. But I actually thought you were correct. (laughs) So explain to folks what you're talking about. Well, we had Mike who hosted it and put up all the money for the food, which was just great, and the drinks and so forth. So he gets to have, have his say, and he always... He's always likes to be the center of attention. So he was just reaming on everybody in part. I'm not sure uh, really what the point of it was, but Barty said, wait a minute, some of these candidates are great and all that. And I I think he probably agreed with you. Yeah, he did. And I, you know, like I said, when I, when I walked in the room, I saw Greg Lopez, that guy, I'll tell you what, you just, you love him. I mean, you just, 
He just, and I walked up to him. I told him, Greg, you don't have a snowball's chance in hell, but I love you. And I hope to God I'm wrong. And I hope there's a miracle, but I just, you know, the ones that I, because these people, which I think Lori is pretty conservative. Yes. Um, Greg, he he's got a streak of liberal, but listen, I don't care if you're liberal, just give he it doesn't. to me. What's in your heart. I, I can tell you he, on everything I've seen him, he does not have a streak of liberal. Well, well, he, wait a minute, Chuck. Wait a minute. I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean, some of us that are conservative, we have no problem with gays. We, you, you know, oh, and if you go to rock some solid, sort of a social liberal kind of, yeah, well, kind of that type uh, of thing. I, Greg is a great guy. He's just, yeah. and how can you, you know, here you've got this Latino. He's, I love Latinos. They always want to fight. And that's just always great in a bar fight because they're always, you know, oh, yeah, sure, I'll fight. Even if I'm only five foot eight or five foot two or whatever, we'll get in it. But now you just love the guy. And I, I don't know. It is what it is. But we just have to have. And Randy's another one. Randy's come a long way. He yeah. was not a Trump supporter. And when I would get into Randy with Randy, maybe I'm wrong, but Randy's come a long way since my little tiffs with randy or his tips with me whatever you want to call it so and i've stuck up for randy before i there's sometimes where you just gotta stick up but boy that ride home was an mf or chuck races we'll have we'll have like in better weather closer to the metro area maybe yeah, so, okay. there were a lot of good people there you could tell everybody's committed they really are they yeah. you know but i would recommend to any candidate running for any Republican office, and Lori, this is to you, even though I love you, do not say you're going to fight for us. We don't want that. We want you to fight the party. We want you to fight all this other crap. But when you say you're going to fight for us, like Joe does in his commercials, the guy running for Senate yeah. or is going to, you, you got what to go spend more money to put us more down in the crap hole. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Just, I, I think there's a lot of real people out there that want what's best for the country. Now you don't need radicals like me. I, you know, we're, we've got our little place in the corner, but um, you've got the good people. You got to get behind them. You just got to, and right. they might not be perfect, but anyway, uh, I love you both. I'll go back and right. listen enough of that. Right. By the way, the well, Super Bowl, you, the Super Bowl sucked. There were a couple yeah, of bad no, calls in there. We'll I love, oh, Damn you, Chuck. I'm going to kick you in the head. Uh, <laughs> it was, look at it, it was a good story for either team. I just was really hoping for Cincinnati. It's been so damn long. Uh, it was, and, it was perfect you know, I was story. Bonnie, hey, thank you, though. Of course it was. Love you guys. I'm going to go back and listen. Right. And, turn, and, me, turn my thing off, whatever. Okay, okay, Thomas, right. you can go ahead and turn his mic off just in case okay. he doesn't. Sandra asked, what is the website to contribute? And I have that? It is. Okay, so what we're talking about, if you want to contribute to the Claremont Institute lawsuit for the opt to, to opt out of, basically to make sure that only Republican voters vote in Republican oh, we primaries. Don't have Democrats elected as Republican right. candidates. It, it is ccjlitigation.com. That's initial C, initial C, initial J, litigation.com and when you go there i checked before we came on the show when you go there it says real quick do you want to donate to colorado's opt-out lawsuit and then it it has the information there yeah you guys did a great job it's going to need more money i think um john is going to file it you just got off the phone with john yeah, right? I just got he's going to file it this week i believe oh. so um yeah yep yeah. ccj litigation.com that's absolutely right perfect okay perfect. but it was a great event uh, we had everybody there from from John there. Eastman to, to to candidates to contributors and 
we're hoping we'll at the end we'll have raised forty thousand dollars, which I can tell you, netting forty thousand. Um, that's the, in in Republican um, conservative circles, not not the establishment. Yes, the Democrat that would be like. Yeah, well, that'd be, and I could raise that for a Democrat in about twelve seconds, but for <laughs> grassroots, it's it was a great great. Event. All right, so moving because I want there's a lot to talk about. There's a Super Bowl, Barney. I was kind of like you. I was well. I'm such a fair weather sports fan. I'm kind of happy no matter what because I tend to be for whoever's winning. (laughs) Um, But Chuck and Rev were both for the Rams. Rev because he liked Von Miller. Um, I was kind of for that too. Um, I I love Cooper Cup because he's a guy who in in high school, even though his father and grandfather were NFL players, um, nobody would recruit him. Yale said, well, Sandra well, hates LA. <laughs> <laughs> well, I understand. I hate most LA things, but, um, and, uh, so Yale said, cause he's, he's very, he had good grades and smart guy. They said, look, and they went, nah, we'll go elsewhere. So Yale turned down, uh, which may be the greatest wide receiver, at least in the modern MVP era. of the Super Bowl. MVP of the Super Bowl. Kind of, well, is that surprising about we're, Yale? Yeah, right, we're going another <laughs> direction. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you do that. Um, and he finally got one from Eastern Washington. Um, so it, it was just a great game. Well played. Cincinnati certainly played well. They're I kind of like Joe Burrows. Well, well so, yeah, so uh, um, um, what's but, what's uh, interesting, though, because I want to talk a little bit then about the politics of it. Um, L.A., the, the stadium still has its indoor outdoor mask mandate yes, in effect. Yes. Right. So everybody for, for and so everybody at that's a stadium, which is a gorgeous stadium was supposed to be wearing a mask and they now, handed out n95 so they didn't have in. any excuse right so um we just want to play because they they did a little celebrity shoot around and i don't think that they realized nbc did not realize what it was going to end up being used for right. but, but but we're going to play the video and you can see how many of the celebrities or the people there even in the stands are actually wearing, wearing a mask thomas if we could play the celebrities how many people were violating the law right can we play and and you can see them all being arrested mm-hmm. not if we could play the like celebrities Canadian video. Truckers. Yeah. Celebrities video, please. We're in Hollywood. Who do we got here? We got Jay-Z. No mask. Damon. None of them have masks. Elise Theron is here. Those, none of those people have masks. LeBron. No mask. Jennifer and Ben. No mask. Emmett Smith. There you go. There's my kind of celebrity. No mask. Yeah, now we're talking. I mean, where else would they be? Now, there were a lot of celebrity sunglasses, yeah, but no celebrity masks. You well, know what? to tell you the truth, I didn't see a, a mask in the whole stadium. Prince Harry. Prince Harry was there. Really? Megan was oh, not okay. there. Well, okay. at least the guy's aware. I'll give him that. Right now, he may just be whatever he was there with his cousin um princess eugenia that's how you say her name i'm not up on all my royalty but he had a mask on um what a a jerk but yeah i know it's almost like but here's the thing if i were a parent in la right now i would be so annoyed i mean i I would use a word but i can't say it well i can but i'm not going to i mean so my kid is going to have to go to school wearing a mask in la right but you can have the super bowl and as long as you're a celebrity and the mayor again garcetti uh, Garcetti was no mask at all last time he said when he was pictured he held uh, his breath he held his breath and said boy that guy can hold his breath incredibly long 
Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's a joke and it's, you know, and, and again, it's more than, it's like they knew, because this is going to kind of tie into what I want to talk about also. They they knew all along, the Democrats have known that, that it's all just panic porn, that it's all fear mongering, that there's really nothing to be afraid of. And again, as we've said over and over again, it's never been about the science. It's always been about power. I mean, I see Karen Catalina, so that's something Karen Catalina has written in her columns excuse me, and talked about on her show, Spotting Off, right? That that it's just, it's about power. Well, Karen was on that at the very beginning. The first of that, well, for two weeks, I don't mind. And Karen, oh, you're going to mind. You know, it's it's uh, two weeks to flatten the curve, what they meant, two weeks to destroy the economy. Well, and, and the lockdowns and all of that. Now, I know I've noticed it like in, uh, where we live, a couple of weeks ago, they got rid of the mask mandate. There were still some people wearing the mask this past weekend when I was out and about hardly anybody was. Um, and I think that most people, even if they're concerned about COVID, which why there's still way more people who are sick and tired of wearing the mask, sick and tired of the lockdowns. You know, when Polis is talking about what a great economy we have yeah. and all this stuff, Denver is now paying Denver partnership is now paying businesses. Have, did you see that mm-hmm. Denver is paying businesses to open up a business in downtown Denver. The whole place is so become such a, a you know, Stephen Tubb says Denver in decay. Well, what he meant that he's doing great. <laughs> he made a lot of money yeah. during the pandemic. Uh, the mere fact that 40, <laughs> 33% of Colorado's small business disappeared. Uh, no problem there. Yeah, no exactly. There. So, I mean, it, just the hypocrisy. And I know, you know, you're like, oh, God, again, hypocritical. And it's, I, I get tired of pointing out, but I think it is important to point it out because it's important to point out that they never had any intention of following the rules. The rules were not for them. The rules were to control us. And I think that hopefully the American people will never do that again. If they try, you know, you see these times, I know another variant may be coming, you know. Meanwhile, all the questions about the vaccine that are coming up so and you know and then pfizer backs off okay oh actually we're not going to give the booster to little kids or toddlers uh, anymore we need uh, some more data we, we, we've so, so many of them. oh yeah i mean it's just incredible um yeah this is from dr donna they had to wait for the virus to check its calendar as to which date works best for them and where <laughs> sandra again look at obama's birthday party which was how long ago exactly exactly um, but you'd be glad to know that he's building another house in hawaii and he was there with all his construction workers and engineers. And who is the one person not wearing a mask? Obama. President Obama. Mm-hmm. So we're over it. I think L.A. is. Oh, no. We well, I think what did they announce? Maybe tomorrow or Wednesday they're going to start getting rid of it. Washington, D.C. is getting rid of it. Um, clearly, their polling is there. The White House always in such complete disarray. Biden right, right. doesn't know what he's doing. Well, right. So, you know, you got to keep the masks on the kids particularly. Well, and the CDC, it's like again, no one's listening to them. No one's listening to them when they say wear the mask. No one's listening to them when they don't say don't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Karen, you you are one of the ones who called this from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. And it gives me no pleasure to have been right about it, to tell you the truth. Um, I just had such a visceral reaction to the dehumanizing, de um, you know, erasure of individuality. Have you ever noticed people who wear masks all look alike, act alike, they become yep. more submissive. Yep. And I'm I'm delighted that you mentioned the piece I wrote. I submitted it to a bunch of places because I don't know, I, maybe it's my role in life, or at least I think it is, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, <laughs> to be a Paulette Revere. Yes. And to warn people about what's coming. So the title of my piece is 
shameless plug, KarenCataline.com. No, go for dictators, it. Dictators won't suddenly change into humble public servants. And we notice that four or five governors now are suddenly removing the mask mandates after two full years, including your Colorado Governor Polis, which everybody knew. He always likes to be ahead of the curve in political um, uh, posturing. Well, and local local ones in Colorado uh, mandated masks for 75% of the population. So he could get rid of the mask while not really getting rid of the mask. Well, and, the a short world. time ago, he called us all selfish bastards, mm-hmm. right, for not wearing a mask. And then all of a sudden, over the weekend, he's on Fox News saying, you know, look, if you want to wear a mask, wear it. If you don't, don't. Just be respectful of each other. You notice how hostile and hateful he is and how unhappy they all are. They have they have a monopoly of power in Washington, D.C. They have a monopoly of power in Colorado and elsewhere, and they are miserably unhappy people. Why? Because they still don't control everything yet. Um, I will read you one line from my piece, which uh, are a lot of them, but masks have obviously been ineffective at stopping the spread of the virus, but they have been incredibly effective at spreading fear, submissiveness, and collectivism. That was the point all along. And the minute, the very minute, any politician or unelected bureaucrat knew, and they should have known all along, and many of them did, including Polis, that the masks do absolutely nothing. That was the very moment they were unmasked as the dictators they really always were. Well, Pierre Trudeau, Pierre Trudeau. Um, Justin. Justin Trudeau. Uh, just announced martial law for for Canada uh, to stop yeah. the truckers and the mass. So you know the little yeah, we dictators. Can't have people who love liberty, no, 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 no. and we must no. crack down on them. Well, you know, Karen, let me ask you this because I think your warning is very correct in that they're not they're not going to just say, oh, well, that didn't work that well. It worked for two years, and hooray for us, and now we're moving on. I think they're going to have a really hard time putting people back in masks again. But uh, and getting people to get a vaccine again. But where do you where, where do you see their next dictatorial tyrannical? Well, we're so focused on them masking us. I contend that the minute they put masks on us, they were unmasked. Yeah. Okay. And so the so the danger is when they finally allow everyday citizens to take a breath of unobstructed air in public, which is really what it is. Right. That's the minute they're going to try to go back into hiding themselves. This is an election year, right? Right. So believe it or not, they have the chutzpah (laughs) to believe that people are going to fall for suddenly their campaigns are going to be all about, well, I respected your liberty and I followed the science Right. No. And I solved it for us. I, you know, here in X, we have much lower rates than anybody else, yes, whatever gonna... they are, but, but we all, kept it down. And it's it all pretend. Great. All right. of it. I'm going to write another piece soon, just, just listing all the things that we have been pretending about and being forced to pretend about for the last two years. Sure. I contend that, that other than the 
the non-compliance with tyranny. And I've been asked all week about my husband, the truck driver. Right. Barney knows him. And that's been an interesting topic. But once you unmask a dictator who is willing to use deception, coercion, intimidation to force people into totalitarian rule, I'm reading from my piece, uh-huh. it will never stop until we do exactly what that person fears most. And that is to remove them from power and yeah. never allow them near it again. Otherwise, they will continue to connive and fight and lie and cheat and steal to gain control over the masses. Well, and here's the thing that is really scary because I agree with you. They are not done. Look at the, it was, they have now moved on to flat out censorship and silencing people who have, who say different things, right? Or things they don't like. And it could be on anything. It could be COVID. It could be, you know, whatever, right? It's usually about the things that threaten them most. Right. Well, they threaten their power. censor you if you say that, you believe there are 57 genders and men can have babies. Well, they only censor you when there's an idea that threatens them, like your faith, like the home, like masculinity, like all the things that made America great. What they have what they have done now, though, that is really alarming, because the censorship has been going on for a while. But to me, what is particularly scary is how the Justice Department has now elevated misinformation into yes. being terrorism domestic terrorism well, and I well think the new I, would be, there there was a piece in msnbc where f- the word freedom is now racist mm-hmm. um you go oh of course it's racist well, of course it is well, well, i mean and that's the thing they're going to go ahead now and i worry i mean we talked briefly about look what they're doing to tina peters in mesa county um what I worry about is they're just going to, they've created this whole culture around them of misinformation and dangerous misinformation. And I think they're going to use that now to not just censor people anymore, but to actively investigate them. Maybe look what happened to the January 6th. I mean, I think that's, well, if we're not careful, that's a precursor of, of a lot of bad things. You know, and I don't think they're planning this as they go. I think They have revealed who they are. They're totalitarian baby doc dictators who want to control everyone, everyone and everything. Right. They're not content to have one tiny little town in Texas or Florida that's free. They're not content. They're offended by other people's liberty. So um, we know who they are. We know what they intend. It doesn't matter what they do. Everything they do is to that end. Yes. Well, and I know, would... one, thing, one thing I know that every time you come on, I see your Sistine Chapel background. I go, <laughs> we got to spiff up our background. We really do. We yeah, really have to spiff out our background. Well, you're, you're, your well, background is gorgeous. That's actually, that's actually, I found that and put it on one of my pieces for um, It's a Symbol of Liberty. There we go. I, I, yeah, I'd have to go back and look at the um, actual thing of it, but it's about liberty. Whatever, I, I it looks great. So we got, we got, we, we got yeah, to step neat. up our, uh, <laughs> our background. Arts right. and crafts are not. Thanks, Karen. Appreciate hearing from one you. Thing. Could sure. I do have a minute? Leave you with one thing that, it, that occurred to me not very long ago. I'm old enough. I'm old. I'm old enough to remember. Uh, the commercials about Radio Free Europe and the Iron Curtain. I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but 
we need to start asking uh, whether there's an iron curtain forming about Amer around America. And I do believe that there is. There cannot be communism without control and manipulation of, of ideas and censorship of people. And that's why they're doing it, because they can't have communism and authoritarianism without it. So now we're in the reverse. We have an America that is coming under tyranny at just the time when there are other countries, not many, that already did that. They've been there, they've done that, and they got the t-shirt. So yeah. um, that's why they go after free speech. Because exactly. free speech is number one for a reason. So there you go. Exactly. Yeah. All right. SarahCataline.com. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate your, your thoughts. Wanna, I mean, something- Jacob noticed that uh, the, the Ambassador Bridge, which- which is the main artery um, from uh, to Windsor is owned by privately. So right. they couldn't clear out the U.S. one because he hadn't made the complaint, which is great. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I, you know, the trucker thing, it's that's sort of an evolving situation. But I wanted to switch gears now, too. And anybody, if, again, 888-627-6008 if you want to call in. If you're on Zoom, you can either put your comment in the chat site there or, or go ahead and just unmute your microphone or raise your hand and we can get your thoughts there. But want to talk about... I think what is massive, um, massive. And, but you aren't going to see it on CNN, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, none of those. And that is, and it's complicated. So I wanted to break it down for everybody, the, the filing in the Durham case. So the Durham report is going on. And what happened is he's indicted Sussman, right? right? And it's saying that Sussman lied to Baker about creating this alpha Trump and the alpha bank. This is no, a lot no, of spike that, no, stuff. No, no, he, he was indicted. We're telling Baker that he didn't that he have was, a well, client. Exactly, that he didn't have a client, he and he was. Client, which seems to be the least of all the, the misleading uh, lies. But he did have a client, and it was essentially the Clinton campaign. So now he is going through this process. His attorneys, coincidentally, are the Clinton campaign attorneys. Right. And so Durham filed the thing saying, hey, there's a conflict of interest here. Right. Now, what that means is that either one, Sussman can be used as uh, to give information and testify against the Clinton campaign, or the Clinton campaign can testify against Sussman. And they want him to waive his rights to say, look, it's okay for them to keep representing me, which I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But in that, what what but Durham laid out, which is something that we first reported um, with Michael Tao years ago, mm -hmm. right, and have been on ever since, is essentially there was never a few points here. There was never a Russian hack of the DNC. There was no hack at all. Instead, it appears. That, that's not what appeared in, 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 in uh, um, the filings. Not, nothing said that. What the filings said was that they were they paid people, Clinton campaign paid people to get into the server at the White House. No, but I'm going campaign. back. I'm going back to previous filings just to sort of explain. Well, he, well I know. To explain. Not, so, he has never said that in any of his filings. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to quibble with you about that. But well, the bottom the line truth, is, is that's what we to set the background because you, you would hear a lot of people, even at Fox, at least say, well, there was initially that the, the Russians hacked the DNC. No one hacked the DNC. It looks like it was an inside job, Seth Rich. That's a whole other story. Right, okay. Right. But what, what, what he laid out in these latest filings was that exactly that, that the Clinton campaign directly essentially hired people to run surveillance on internet 
internet comings and goings at Trump Tower, um, at um, White House. the White House, and then on Trump's other personal computers. So but, but never mind the fact that they're capturing internet stuff from millions of or hundreds of people, thousands of people, right? Well, Which it's is, also they're, they're spying on the U.S. government. Well, I mean, I mean but that, that's the bigger thing. They're spying on the U.S. government and that they were using government contractors. So the Clinton campaign, and the point of this was, according to Durham, that they could capture bits of information that they that could then put together whichever way they wanted to create this, quote, inference or, quote, narrative that Trump was somehow colluding with Russia. At the same time, you've got the deep state people working, and I contend, hand in hand with them, right, to be able to launch this investigation. So they now, the Clinton campaign spies on Trump. They use the information they get from spying on him to make up a story. It's that not, he's using the Alpha Bank as a backstory to the Kremlin, some, that he's right. got all these other things. That he's going. doing this Russian collusion thing. They then turn around and the, the Steele dossier, they make up all of these stories, give it to the FBI. The FBI, knowing that it is all fake, then uses it to launch an investigation they, into Trump, crossfire hurricane. They then leak information to the media and the media is off to the races. And then they, once the election is, they use the Mueller uh, special counsel to continue the farce for two years, uh, in which he clearly had to find out that it was all false, but he reported none of that in the Mueller report. None of it. None of it. And I think Trump all along clearly knew some things because remember from the beginning, Trump was saying, hey, they're spying on me. They're wiretapping me. And, they and the man, oh, they made, made fun of him. They mocked him and said he needs to be removed from office. If we this is a, what was your, this is a CBS 60 minute interview that Trump October did. October 2020. If 2020 then with Leslie Stahl and just listen just to her, before the election. Listen to her lie through her teeth. If we could please play the Leslie Stahl. She's not lying. Or the, the Trump, the Trump video. She just. So the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. Well, there's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they can got I, Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. Oh. And we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. <laughs> we can't look, put on say, things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been that. totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than <laughs> that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. As a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. Yeah. Well, turns out, Leslie, what are you going to do now? You, you know what I mean? Is she going to, I mean, are any of them reporting it? Just like the Hunter Biden laptop, right? Oh, it's all well, fake. That it's same a inter- Russian disinformation. In that same interview, at a, at a different portion of it, he talked about Hunter Biden and the, <clears throat> all the connections and the graphs and all that. And she said, that's all been investigated and been debunked. Right. Really? Right, right. But, but she believes all this because let's say if um, if you were a lefty and you're watching the news and they'd say, well, just, you know, Durham is shown what Durham, what, there, it is not anywhere. I mean, it is nowhere. Go on any of the sites. Uh, and it is not even like a little line on the fifth page. Never. No, no but what is on the line? And I think this is totally a wag the dog situation. Yeah. Um, again, it's Ukraine. Ukraine's invading Wednesday. Like, like uh, your Russia is invading. Like Russia's like sent out this memo. Hey, excuse me. Like on tweet, we are going to invade Ukraine on Wednesday, right about nine o'clock. I hope that works for everybody. Thanks. Goodbye. Well, it's, I a, mean, it's a great strategy because they're already doing if they don't invade. It's because of this wonderful, proactive uh, administration has been. If they do invade, they say, hey, war, war. Let's go back to the Durham report. So what we have here is the Clinton campaign 
paying people okay, to spy, to use government contractors to spy on Trump when he was a candidate, and then again when he was president. At the same time, you've got the FBI and the deep state and the Department of Justice launching investigations. There is no way that the Obama administration was unaware that that was going on. There is no way the FBI wasn't fully aware of it, because let's just say you're the Clinton campaign, right, and you're making all this information up. It's a risk for you then to go to the FBI or to go to Obama and have them say, what are you doing? What do you mean you're spying on the White House, right? They had to have known ahead of time. Um, I think Mark Elias, it was his strategy from the beginning. And now it is coming out. And again, we've been saying it for years. And they're like, nope, you get banned from YouTube. You can't say this. You can't say that. Um, but Maria Bartiromo did a great job on yeah, this on Sunday. Yeah. We've got two sound bites I wanted to play from hers. Um, so Thomas, if we could please play Maria number one. Maria number one. It is obviously now the conclusion to what we have all known for several years. And for several years, I have been saying Hillary Clinton made the whole thing up and infiltrated Donald Trump and really damaged his reputation. Pete, every American this morning should be outraged. The government and the media failed you. They failed you because they went with a political narrative where one political candidate was simply trying to take down another candidate. But this goes much beyond that. And this is the reason that for four years straight, I had people like Devin Nunes and John Ratcliffe on my show every Sunday and told our viewers the truth. Adam Schiff was lying or going on with this narrative the whole time. So the question now becomes, when specifically did the FBI start working with the Clinton campaign? That is what we need to know now, because we know that Hillary Clinton made the whole thing up. But how is it possible that her people were able to infiltrate the president of the United States server, as well as his home, as well as a healthcare company? That's what we need to understand. This tech executive, one, apparently had contracts, government contracts, that enabled him to get this information and get this access to these servers so much so that it went right to the president of the United States. I'll tell you, I hope Donald Trump sues them all for everything. And that, to me, is one of the questions that I hope they go on. And then, I guess, get your guys' thought, too, on what you think happens next. So when, I contend that, that Mark nothing, Elias... Nothing on it. Well, I, I think something's going to happen. I think um, well, they're going to blame it on some. Little well, let me finish. Let me finish. I think that it that that you look at the actions of the Trump of the Obama administration. You look at Jim Comey. You look at Susan Rice, and that we did everything by the book kind of memo, right? I don't think if you're the Clinton campaign and you're Mark Elias, you're who is the the Perkins Coy lawyer, who is now the same guy working to say that if you supported or didn't condemn the people on January sixth, then you can't run for office because it violates a fourteen. Amendment. I mean, this guy has moved on to a whole new strategy. I mean, he's testified before the grand jury. I think that it is impossible that that the FBI and the Department of Justice, Brennan, Clapper, all of those guys, the Obama administration, were not completely aware of and in cahoots with the Clinton campaign and gave it not only their blessing, but also gave it their participation because it wouldn't have gone as far as it did if it's just Hillary Clinton sitting out there saying this. No one cares. Right. She needed the FBI to jump into it. The the whole is is brought out by by conservative treehouse, the whole thing goes back to they just took the the awful patriot act and surveillance yes. one and then they just weaponized it against all their opponents and they thought they could never be caught i mean i would shocked they ever got caught 
Um, it's just amazing. And I must admit, after looking at going all the way back, and I read about, you know, Oswald, and I always considered Oswald to be a lone gunman and everything else. But I must admit, I kind of, I don't believe anything this government tells you, anything. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. It is so corrupt. And of course, as you said, they the, the corporate media has hit it all. Well, they uh, participated. I mean, they, they were part of guilty. the laundering. I mean, they were they were part of the they were part of the plan, right? Because what they did, remember, they would leak some of the story with the Steele dossier. Then they would report it. Then the FBI would say, "Oh, we better investigate that." Well, right? then they would attach to the FISA warrant. The news story is verification. They to begin with. Here's what I predict is going to happen. I think that. Because you're, you're asking, I mean, I was asking myself, why are they letting Durham do this, right? Why don't they just shut him down? Why don't they just, you know, because he's, he's coming out with this and clearly people are talking to the grand jury. So they're aware of where Durham, at least in part, is going. And I think what's happening is this. I think that 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 there are enough people, Devin Nunez, um, Grinnell, uh, there's been enough publicity about this that they're like, okay, it's not going to go away. I think that they're going to throw the Clinton campaign under the bus. They're going to say like, we don't like Hillary Clinton anyway, they being the, well, the Obama slash Biden people. I think that they're going to go after the Clinton campaign. And I think what they're going to try to do, I don't think the FBI, the DOJ, none of those guys, nothing's going to happen to them. Um, or maybe. Mueller, who, who clearly ran a fraudulent camp uh, investigation because he did he reveal none of this. Right. He spent two years and revealed none of it. Right. And I think that that's what's going to happen at any end. Will that go up to Hillary Clinton? Probably not. No. But I think they'll go ahead and say, oh, well, the Clinton administration did all this. We can't believe it. They duped us. We're shocked. I tell you, shocked. But let's play Thomas, if we can. Maria, number two. This is another soundbite from her. What does that tell us of the power of the Clinton machine enabling to take down her political enemy for four years straight and damage his reputation? Sure. He, she lost the election, but this is so much bigger. This is the biggest scandal we have ever seen. Now we know for sure. They tried to cheat in the 2016 election. They tried to cheat in the 2020 election. And that's where, and I, that goes to my second point, and with, like you said, the Patriot Act. What did they learn from that? Well, they learned that they can weaponize it. And I think what's going to be happening more and more now, you saw all the information coming out coming- the Biden administration check asking um, the school, the school board association to send them a letter right, saying right, they're worried right, about right. parents so they could launch investigations then into they, parents. So then they could, in response to that, ask It's the, the same uh, tactic. Yeah. It's the exact same tactic, right? The administration wants to get rid of some pesky somethings or other. So they ask the, 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 their uh, minions, basically, and the, lower down to the Democrat Party to be scared, and then they launch an investigation. And I think that's what's going to happen. There's a reason that the Department of Justice decided to call the spreading of misinformation dangerous and possible domestic terrorism more dangerous, they said, than any other threat the country's facing. Like, at all, again, keep in mind, all of this misinformation that has since been proven to be true. Well, misinformation, misinformation is a new word for truth. Yeah, exactly. It's 1984, <laughs> they're the, right? They're, yeah, yeah it's, it's, they're spreading the truth. It's, and this has to be stopped immediately. That's right. The, the, let me read some of these things. Julie, no way. Oh, this is from Barney. No DOJ. Nothing's going to happen to the Clintons. Now, Jacob, Jacob agrees with me. Rod Rosenstein will fall. You know, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You know, I, I don't know. I think Barney, I don't think they'd be letting him go this far if they weren't willing to give him something. Right. Durham, I mean. 
Um, and then Stephen, what's the over under on how many get charged for spying on Trump and his campaign? If it's two, give me the under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and this is Sandra. G- give me the under. <laughs> and we can thank Bush for the Patriot Act, can't we? Another, you know what, rhino. Um, but but again, it's going to get more dangerous because they learned how to do that. They learned actually because you know what? Here's the problem: the corporate media isn't talking about this. No one's holding them to accountable. Um, they're the ones who are complaining about misinformation, right? Because they want to give the authorized information. YouTube is prohibiting unauthorized in misinformation. No, no, nothing on hydrochloroquine. Nothing on ivermectin. Um, you can't get it from your pharmacy because it'd be misinformation and you might in fact uh, become healthy because that's right. And I think that as Maria said, this is the huge scandal and it is a very dangerous time. And for an example, now you want to talk a little bit about Tina Peters. Sure. Now Tina announced uh, the Peter Mesa County, Mesa County uh, alerted us. Tina Peters is, is running for secretary of state. What I think is great news. I mean, she's been oppressed. All she did was back up. And now we found out there are many clerks, who backed up uh, the they, files, they, the 2020 files, files. And then they tried to uh, arrest her claiming, well, maybe she recorded something on her tablet, which you've At recorded her, yeah. that people have done all the time when you've been, been covering cases and, and they may get tis tasked, but they never get arrested. They never get their device search. Um, no, let me just, so, so you may have seen, and now they're going to make a big deal about the fact that she kicked that probably well, that wasn't a good idea. But so let's go back. So Tina Peters, if well, you read again, if you read the corporate media, they're saying she's putting out misinformation. Well, what? Then you ask, well, what misinformation? They're like, oh, you're a conspiracy. Whoops, conspiracy Whoa, theorists Julie, too. Calm we must, down, now I'm going to ban you for putting out misinformation. Well, it's it's dangerous. I mean, and look what they did to her. So if they're going to reach all the way down to the clerk and recorder of Mesa County, Colorado, you think that they are keeping an eye? I mean, an eye on everything and everyone. Um, well, as you said, I mean, we got banned from YouTube. Sure, we're the most popular program next to <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan. But, uh, I mean, you know, they're after everybody. That they are. So, Tina Peters, what she did, and you read the, the Channel 9 and the, the, the corporate media in town, the Denver Post, you'd think that she, like, kidnapped orphans and tortured them or something like that. All she did was back up the files. And then the, 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 which other clerks did, which other the- clerks, yeah, she backed up the files in the 2020 election before Jenna Griswold sent her people in who then deleted it. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, what's, what's the big deal? But no, they can't, they can't have her running elections. They can't have her doing any of and this. Who, who is the DA of Mesa County? It's a Republican. He's the one who sent out those Gestapo people uh, to they get her, her home. Yeah. They kicked down Sharona I mean, Bishop's there are, there door. There are more fake Republicans who are really Democrats, yeah. and they hide out. And then when they get a chance to expose the power, they, they go after Republicans. Well, and so then, and Tina Peters, and then because she didn't shut up, right? She goes on Steve Bannon. She yep. talks to yep. Mike Lindell still. She, she didn't cower. So they said, okay, fine. Now we're going to show So she goes to a court hearing. And the latest accusation is that she used her iPad to record the court hearing. Uh, and as I mentioned on Friday, and for those of you who didn't hear on Friday, and I think it bears repeating, I covered literally thousands of court hearings. Every so often, something like that would happen. I remember a time when John Hickenlooper's then wife recorded, was recording a court hearing, a criminal case, actually the illegal alien who worked for her husband's restaurant who Mm. killed a Denver cop. But at any rate, she was recording it. And one of the bailiffs noticed it or one of the deputies noticed it and told the judge. Now, she didn't admit it right away. The judge said, hey, I understand somebody's recording there. Who is it? And she didn't stand up. And it was only when the bailiff went over 
and went like that. She said, oh, okay, sorry. And the judge said, okay, well, you can't do that. Don't do that anymore. And she said, okay, sorry. That was it. They didn't seize her tape recorder. They didn't arrest her. They didn't issue a search warrant. They didn't even, they didn't even ask her why. They didn't try to take her keys. They didn't try to rough her up. No, I've been in other places too, or other hearings where somebody does that, particularly in this day and age where everybody records everything anymore. And it's so easy just with your phone, right? Well, it's not secret sessions anyway. Well, yeah, one could go down that whole argument. I mean, if they're broadcasting it on WebEx over the internet, where I could just be screen grabbing it right now, right? right? I mean, is that illegal somehow? But point is though, so they do a search warrant for her iPad. um, And then she, um, when they show up, because she doesn't just hand it over. And I'm kind of curious, what did that search warrant actually say? What iPad? Well, they try to take the keys for her. They try to- Yeah, uh, and then they they detain her. They actually handcuff her and put her in a police car. For what? When you're a cop, you can't just handcuff people. I mean, if you want to detain them in prison, you can do it, but you don't, you can't arrest people then unarrest arrest them. Well, you can, but you shouldn't, right? So they do that to her. She's the clerk and recorder. She's an elected official in Mesa County. But the DA, she's not fleeing. Right. So they rough her up and then she does get riled up and now they're going to use that against her. The whole thing is outrageous, but it goes back to, I mean, if they could launch a spy campaign on the president of the United States with the cooperation of the deep state justice department with the cooperation of the Biden administration with the cooperation of the corporate media, all of whom want to silence anyone who doesn't parrot their thing. Yeah. You think it's, you think they're going to be like, Oh, well, should we really do that to Tina Peters? No. You think that they do that to anybody, to the truckers, to anybody who speaks out? No, they won't. And I think that's their next step. I think that's where they're going to go. Um, and the mask was just sort of a warm up, warm up act. Well, I think it's all for climate justice. Eventually yeah. we'll get there and take over the world. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let's read this. Uh, um, the backup as well as the originals are public information. Yeah, m- maybe. Um, um, but, but try to get your hands on it. We had a thing on that too, where keep in mind the people who maintain anymore the voter rolls and the it's motor voter rolls is you know I think it's Eric. It? Yeah, Eric. It's it's a it's a Soros funded originally Soros funded organization. It's not even the Secretary of State anymore. And in a lawsuit in Colorado, they're trying to get that information. And they tell them they can't have it. Um, <clears throat> this is from Sandra. Oh, thank you, Sandra. Great podcast, both Wednesday and Friday show, by the way. Why did the DA and his paralegal tell the judge? Well, exactly. Why didn't they tell the judge during the hearing or whatever when it was in court? That's exactly correct, Sandra. Again, every other court hearing I've been at, when this has come up, it's come up right then. Somebody goes up and says something to the judge, right? Because again, theoretically, their concern is that it's being recorded and it's going to be used. And Tina Peters' case, no one said anything to her then. Right. right. They just issued the search warrant later. No one walks up to her and says, hey, Tina, are you recording this? Do you know you can't do that? Right. right? right. They don't do a thing. They don't stop up the hearing, which I've seen them do. No, they set her up and they and I guess I would go this far. Who knows if she was recording it or not? She might have been answering her emails. I've seen tons of people do that during court hearings. Right. But they want to go ahead and do this. I think, um, unfortunately, when they arrested her, she probably reacted in a way that they kind of hoped she'd but i'm glad to see well, she's good yeah so they rough her right. up and say, oh she tried to kick the big tough mean cop oh my god no yeah. he didn't get a kick did he and this oh one, my gosh and this, Help. 
this from you guys. God, what a smart audience we have. Yes. What about Matt Crane? Yeah. You know, and this from Charlene. Yeah, that's from Jacob. And what about Char- from Charlene? Yeah. What about what about Matt Crane? So for people who don't know, Matt Crane was ostensibly a Republican clerk and recorder in Arapahoe County right. who works whose wife works for Dominion. Dominion yeah. Right. And he's now involved in the Colorado clerk and recorder. So it's it's such a. And Wayne Williams has gone up. Who's a is a left wing Republican from Colorado Springs. I guess he's running for mayor. He'll he'll do the Mesa County count. Oh, good. Thanks, Wayne. Right, right. So it's it's just a corrupt cesspool. But I think that's where they're going. And I think that Mark Elias, who was the Perkins Coy lawyer, which is the Democrat Party law firm, right? I think that he came up with the the Spygate situation. Um, I think that, again, like I said, I think they're going to end up blaming somebody in the Clinton campaign and everyone else is going to go free and say they were fooled by the Clinton campaign. Um, I, I think that Joe Biden, they don't like Hillary Clinton anyway. She and Bill are yesterday's news, even though she keeps, even though she has her speech ready that she could read again. <laughs> but I think their new thing is, and it is very alarming to me, that Mark Elias is now running some of their election stuff. A lot of it. And he, he's the run behind the January 6th he, he insurrection stuff. for the grand jury, but you know, so what? Um, it's, it's, it's really going to be interesting because obviously, where does it really end up? It ends up Obama. Obama yeah. was orchestrating the whole thing, even and luckily for him, he doesn't have to instruct too many people too many times. He just has to say, "Do it by the book," and they know they should violate every law possible. Well, um, you know, it's amazing how he seems to live, and and he talks about you know wealth redistribution, <laughs> meaning every penny to him and his houses. He seems to love to build by beaches when the oceans are going to rise. And, <laughs> He's not Just, all that worried about it. No, well, it is true. interesting. If you look in the conservative treehouse, if you guys don't read that, you really should check it out. Does a good job explaining how. So so Bush comes up with the Patriot Act and starts the weaponization. Um, the Obama administration starts using it against political opponents. And what they do is they start hiring people who are totally willing to spy on Americans and political opponents. And then it creates a sort of consultant or that's what we saw with Mueller and the FBI. You work for the FBI, you get out, you become a consultant, then you come back around and you work for the FBI. So it's all the same. Or they hire you and give you access. Right. Exactly. Take the access and then you use it to go after the political people in office. Exactly. And I think what we're seeing now is under the Biden administration, they are using the same deep state to weaponize it against just regular American citizens. Um, And and that's, as I've said, just it's- So keep your eye out. Yeah, uh, you're being but, spied on. Yeah, we're being facial recognition from. Well, that yeah, don't we're not even don't even get me started on big tech, right? Facebook, yeah. Google, Amazon, all of those. So, all right, Julie, we're out of time, uh, but it's a great show. I want to thank Barney for coming on, for um, all our great guests and all our great uh, callers and people on our, on our chat room. That's right, and also the great guys, Doug, Don, and Thomas at BBS. We could not do this without them. Remember, chuckandjulie.com. Go there if you want to get links to everything. Um, I think we're going to have Jules Gray, Senate candidate, mm-hmm. on on Wednesday. Congressional so, candidate. Congressional, yeah, congressional candidate. Sorry. So, everybody, happy Valentine's Day. Um, we love you all, and I mean that. We'll see you on Wednesday. Bye bye.